Outside the Tank is not affiliated with Shark Tank. Welcome to Outside the Tank, the first podcast in the world that interviews the entrepreneurs featured on Shark Tank. We get the inside scoop on how they got there, what lessons they learned, their biggest regrets, what didn't air on TV, what has happened to them since, and so much more. Prepare to be informed, inspired, and entertained. Welcome to an all-new episode of Outside the Tank. All right, it's an all-new episode of Outside the Tank. I'm Tom. That's Joe. We are pumped to be here. We have Touch Up Cup. This is Jason and his son, Carson. These guys are fantastic. We had so much fun interviewing them. I remember when they aired, I, you know, I just fell in love with them. They were great. Uh, and the product is just one that you really kind of need. And as you'll see, it's not the last product they're going to do together. Uh, but really interesting pitch. Uh, they came in asking 150000 in exchange for 10%. Joe, what happened? <clears throat> We had uh, a little bit of a catfight between Blake and uh, Damon. Cuba went out fast. Mr. Wonderful went out fast. Lori went out. They did get a deal with Blake. Uh, it was interesting to note that they were already in 4,000 locations when they went in. Four patents, a utility patent, use patent, and shape patent, and again, some other products, but everyone loved Carson. I think everyone wanted to be in business. They wanted to be in the Carson business. 15 years old, couldn't be a sharper kid. Yeah. Really great kid. Well, this is going to be a fun interview. Uh, really looking forward to it. Uh, hope you enjoy this one. Hope you enjoy what we're doing here at Outside the Tank. And let's get to the Touch Up Cup co-founders, father and son, Jason and Carson. All right, we are here with Jason and Carson, the creators co-CEOs, I think, of Touch Up Cup. Is that what you guys call yourselves or is uh, Carson just running the show? Uh, we're co-founders and then uh, our business cards, mine says CEO, his says national sales manager. I love it. <laughs> I, I do report to him. You know, he, he's the brains behind this whole organization. I mean, he, he's had the ideas um, we both have day jobs, right? But um, we, we both work on it together. But I, I do answer to him when it comes down to it. Well, I thought it was so impressive, too. I mean, it's not just the touch-up cup. It's, you know, the muffin, bagel, donut, fresh containers. And I'm sure that, uh, Carson, there's probably 50 other ideas that are uh, running around in your brain yeah, as well. Our audience needs to know you've, you've had a time of airing. You had four... Uh, patents already. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I had the I have the four patents, the one to the three design patents and the one utility patent on the touch up cup. And then I have many other ideas in the pipeline and we have a couple ideas that are uh coming about right now that we'll have out here in the near future. Well let's let's start at the beginning, Carson. Where did you come up with this idea? And how long was it an idea before it started to become an actual business? Yeah, so it was about three years ago now. That's kind of weird to say. It feels like just yesterday. But it was uh, three years ago. My dad and I were doing some touch-up paint around the house. I made some marks on the walls, whether it was backpack scuffs or something like that to that nature. I don't really remember. 
But he said, if you're going to be making the marks, you got to clean them up and help me fix them. And so he had his little painting buddy at that point. And so I opened up the paint can because that's something fun to do. And I'm like, it's rusty, clumpy, and aerated, not to mention it smelled awful. And so we looked into different options to store paint that like airtight containers and different things to store it for easy and accessible touch up. And there was nothing on the market. It was just like a black hole in the market. We tried using mason jars and different things like that. But then we went uh, to answer your question. It was an idea for probably about five months. And then we thought, well, we might be able to go somewhere with this thinking about how many households in America have the rusty clumpy paint that we did. And so we went to different manufacturers that my dad had known from different products that he's had in the past. And it really, it came to the product through a lot of trial and error to get to the product of where we are today. Well, it's so interesting because when you guys aired in October, it was October 16th, I had just moved back into my house after a big remodel. So I literally had these, you know, all the paint sitting in the garage and I'm like, well, you don't want to throw it away. You don't want to, you know, what do you do? I mean, I can store it, but I'll never use it again because it'll be so disgusting. So I, you know, one of those ordering it as you're watching because uh, it was just, it was, it was great. It was such a, such a cool idea. So you have the idea, um, which is great, but how did you take the idea and actually turn it into a business? At what point did you say, I'm actually going to make this into something that we're going to sell? What was that process like for you? Yeah, so I brought the idea to my dad initially because I, it was my first really, uh, I'd had a lot of ideas that I had jotted, jotted down before the touch-up cup. But since the touch-up cup, the really the ideas I bring to my dad are ones I'm passionate about. And so I was passionate about the touch-up cup. We had both agreed that it was a good idea. And I knew that he had connections that could get my idea to become a product and a prototype that we could move forward from there. And so through that process, we got our prototypes and they really didn't look like the touch-up cup that you guys have seen. But we've moved through there. And one of the things was the stainless steel blending sphere that we previously had. That was, I thought there had to be some sort of agitator in there to agitate the paint so it didn't get those clumps because it can still clump even though we have that airtight silicone seal as well as the extra threads. But we actually moved on from the stainless steel blending sphere to our new patented agitator. And so we had this design specifically for us. It agitates the paint better than our previous stainless steel blending sphere. And we have a a complete redesign on our packaging since you guys have seen it. Yeah. Probably since the last time, well, since anyone on the show had seen it. And this is because when we were pitching to major retailers after they saw us on the show, they wanted to change up the packaging, change up the look of the product. And we adapted to that. We adapt to anyone who wants to take on our product. And so through that, through those processes, it's really gotten to what I just showed you guys. I have a, I have a detailed question about the packaging. I recall on the show, they were red tones, red or red tones. And you, it's, it seems like you've moved to blue. Did you get some input on the color and what the color means in terms of branding? Yeah, so uh, actually Walmart, one of the largest retailers in the world, we pitched to them uh, probably back in December. And they had said, is this product made in America? And we manufacture overseas in Ningbo, China. And so we were like, no, we manufacture overseas. And they thought it was giving off a different message than we would have wanted to, that it was an American-made product and different things like that. And so we went with the all blue packaging and it's a completely new and fresh look. And we are very excited to say that 
Uh, Walmart accepted the new packaging. They really like it. And we're going into a 709 store test here in April. Yay. Wow. Awesome. That's, that's incredible. Yeah. One other, um, one other aspect of the product that he didn't tell you about is the uh, silicone seal. So we have a uh, silicone seal right in here. And on the initial uh, prototypes, we didn't have that. And, um, you know, trial and error uh, did not keep paint fresh for years. Uh, a few years it would, but um, for long term, we've had this tested uh, to store paint for over 10 years. Lab testing. I'm curious, how many iterations of the prototype did you go through to get to where you are today? Uh, it was probably through packaging and and the shape of the cup itself. It was probably about five different variations of the cup. Yeah, yeah. That that agitator, because you know the original agitator, I was thinking it reminded me a lot of uh, what you put in if you're making like a protein shake. So why is that plastic agitator better? Yeah. Yeah, so it, it actually has more angles and more edges on it, and we have tested it. So we uh, we partnered with Frog Tape, the green uh, painter's tape. Yep. You guys are familiar with that. Uh, great company, great uh, great product. And we couldn't mention their name on the show, but Carson kept saying, hey, we're a partner with the, the best painter's tape company out there. Um, and, and they did the testing um, on this and the previous – and we found that this agitates the uh, paint better than the, the previous agitator. So yeah, and it's a uh, injection. It's made with an injection mold, so it's solid. And so uh, as the stainless steel blending sphere couldn't get to all the paint, this really moves through the paint better because of its weight and yeah, agitates yeah. the paint better. How did you guys end up getting onto Shark Tank, and what was that process like? Yeah, so last year my dad had come to me. It was about probably January. And he goes, Hey, I know we're big fans of Shark Tank. And that's really what had put the entrepreneurial spirit into us. And so, and that's we're what's like, so cool about that show. That's the, that's the best part of the show yeah. is that, you know, younger people are watching it going, I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to, you know, maybe create something. So not to cut you off, but I just, that just makes yeah. me so happy <laughs> that you were inspired by watching some business show. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We've, uh, we watched every episode. We watched, um, you know, the 11 seasons before this and we love it. So until yeah. you so came to me in January and I'm like, that would be the best thing. Like that would be such great exposure for our company. It would be great to be able to partner with one of these sharks. They know absolutely everything about business and what they can do to help us. And so in about February, we had made plans to go out for a live casting call. And it was supposed to be March 14th. To and, L.A. Yeah, to L.A. And the world kind of shut down like a little bit before that because of the coronavirus. And so Shark Tank had contacted us and said, we want you to send in a casting video rather than flying out here and going through that whole experience. So my dad and I created a casting video. We probably shot about 100 times just to get the <laughs> perfect video. So yeah. it worked out in our favor. We were able to get that perfect video rather than just the one shot we had at the live casting call. And we really, we sent that in and we didn't hear back for like a month. And we were getting a little like, oh, maybe they don't like it, things like that. And without telling me, he re-entered our video. And so that night they contacted us again. So we got an email from Shark Tank saying, we love your video and we want you to move forward on the Shark Tank process with us. And so after that, we got through the legal processes, through all the paperwork. 
And they invited us out to be one of the, I believe it was 108 that stayed at the Venetian to quarantine and uh, take for the show. So that was super exciting for us. Well, Carson, the fact he submitted that video, that should tell you a lot about your employee over there. So you should hang on to him. <laughs> you know, keep, keep, keep him around. He's, yeah. a, he's a good, solid uh, you know, member of your team there. So you guys air – what were those first couple days like for you? How did how did your life change and how did the business change on and after October 16th? Yeah, you want me to take it? Yeah, you can go Yeah, back. so we, um, with COVID, you know, we, we wanted to have a, a viewing party, right? Um, all of his buddies from high school and, and so forth. And uh, we had to have a small gathering. So we had a really fun night that night. Uh, we had, uh, you know, our closest friends over. We did it outside, social distanced, and uh, had big screen TVs set up. And uh, it was just a blast. We had our Shopify uh, website um, on the screen with yeah. where you can see everybody that's on. We had 40,000 people on our website that night. Um, sales were just going crazy that night. Um we were just taking it all in. We uh, we took a lot of pictures. We had had a lot of fun. In the next two weeks, were just absolutely crazy. We sold through our inventory. We tried to prepare for the uh, for the show, and uh, we did a pretty good job of that because you just don't know. I mean, you don't know if you're going to sell a million dollars or a hundred dollars. And um, we ended up selling a couple hundred thousand dollars uh, the couple of weeks right after the show. And, um, well, that's been, that was probably like a couple months yeah. with the 200,000 that we had in that year. Yeah. For last year from October through the end of the year. Um, and this year has been doing well, we've been doing some Facebook advertising and Instagram and learning a lot. Like I said, you know, Carson's a freshman in high school. I work a, um, a day job in, in medical sales and this is really all new to us, but, uh, it's been a great experience. And it's still kind of crazy, but we, we did uh, secure a deal with one of the Sharks, which you're probably familiar or you probably watched, uh, Blake McCoskey. And uh, Blake is just a phenomenal guy. He obviously started uh, Tom's Shoes, and he, he brought the whole one-to-one concept to business. And I, th- I believe he's given over 100 million pairs of shoes yeah. away at this point. So. Um, just a great, um, great entrepreneur and a great person. Tell me about the, um, so we were quarantined in Vegas for about 10 days. On the 10th day, they came to us with a phone call. Yeah. So our original, like back in uh, probably June, they had told us, you're going to have the original panel with Robert, Damon, Lori, Kevin, and Mark. And so we were like, okay, we got the original panel. That's awesome. And we thought that all the way up until the day before our pitch, when they're like, okay, it was our 10th day in quarantine. We had to be quarantined for 11 days. They said, okay, well, we have this guest shark and we think that he would really benefit your company. And they gave us a whole list of reasons why we would want to be in this, uh, in the pan- with the panel that had Blake on it. And that really worked out for us. We said, absolutely, we'd love to do that. And it worked out for the best. Yeah, we didn't want to stay another day. I mean, we were having fun. But as you guys can imagine, the size of your office right there, that's what we were in for 11 days. Um, we, we couldn't leave the door. Um, they would knock on the door and bring really good food. It was great food. And it was a really nice room. But 
after 11 days, we were ready to get out of there. We were ready to pitch and ready to get back home. Jason, it, it, you're almost describing, I've never been in jail, but it feels like you may have felt like you were in jail for 10, 10 or 11 days. Well, no, it, no. Was, it was not that bad. No, no. <laughs> no, seriously, they put us up at the Venetian. Um, my, my point is we just couldn't leave the, the dorm. Yeah, we were COVID tested before we went. We were COVID tested the day we got there. COVID tested five days later. And then 10 days later, you're, you, you know, five after that, you're supposed to shoot. And they gave us that call. We researched Blake and uh, just a great guy and uh, ended up doing our deal with him. Could, could you break down a little bit about uh, the distribution? I think you were 70-30 at time of taping. Has that changed? Do you want it to change? Uh, where do you want to take distribution? Yeah, um, yeah, it was about 70-30. We, honestly, this year um, in retail is going to take off like crazy. Uh, like Carson said, we're getting into Walmart, um, 709 stores there. We have a uh, commitment from Lowe's to go into Lowe's as well. Uh, we've been talking to the uh, Canadian retailers, um, Home Hardware and Canadian, Canadian Tire. Canadian Tire. Um, I mean, we're talking uh, QVC. We're going on uh, Good Morning America's Deals and Steals coming up in about a month. Um, actually, less than a month. Yeah, March days. 11th, we'll be on Good Morning America Deals and Steals, which is really exciting for us. We just we got a, we have a new shipment coming in. And so we'll be able to fulfill all those orders. And we're really excited about that. Yeah. So to answer your question, we don't really know, um, but we're hoping that retail, it's, it's more of a 70% retail and uh, 30% online, but we're doing great online. So the sky's the limit. We have some exciting uh, new investors that are interested in our company. Um, can't get into a whole lot right now, but yeah, but we can say that the new the investors that uh, we are in talks with right now are some of the biggest uh, entrepreneur, entertainer, and social media influencers out there. Ah, so we can't give names or specifics, but they've partnered with some great corporations, and we're really excited about what's to come. Do you guys anticipate bringing some employees or some key? people on board or for the foreseeable future, are you guys going to continue to run it, the two of you? Yeah. So we hope to take on employees in the future. We definitely hope the business gets to that point where it's that big to have employees, but we do have our 3PL in Nashville, Tennessee, that does pretty much everything online for us. And they submit all of our orders, all of our picking packaging, everything that we could possibly do, they're doing uh, with us right now. And so that's, they're not employees, but we're partnered with them. And so they're working with us right now. Yeah. So the CEO works me like a dog. Um, so I, I hope you hire some folks here coming up. He's joking. Uh, yeah. No, you know what? Um, Carson's right. We have good. And one of the questions they asked us or one of the conversations we had on the show that they didn't air, because um, you guys know, I mean, we're out there for 50 minutes and they only air like 10 or 11 minutes. Um, we, we were telling them, you know, we're smart entrepreneurs, right? What we can't do, we have other people doing uh, for us. And that's the 3PL. We have a great graphics uh, guy that we, we uh, work with, Dave Riker. Dave does uh, phenomenal work. We have an attorney, you know, so 
we don't do everything, but we're smart enough to go to the right folks. Yeah. Well, and what's interesting about you guys is you did that out of necessity because, you know, a lot of businesses, you know, entrepreneurs will try to be experts in every area. Oh, we can figure out distribution. Yeah. We'll create our own logo. We can design our own packaging. You guys, just because of time and bandwidth, were kind of forced to find really strong strategic partners to outsource these key things to, which has been a blessing in disguise. Correct me if I'm wrong, but do you think that's helped you guys that you've been able to do that? It definitely has. We learned from pretty early in the company that we know our limitations. We know where we can go and what we can do. And I think having these strategic partnerships has really benefited us greatly. Yeah. And, you know, Blake um, and and his network and then these new folks that we're talking with, um, sky's the limit. I mean, we don't know what we don't know. And, and, you know, working with other people that have been there, have done that, have the connections um, is going to be phenomenal. And it really has taken this company to the next level. Well, and I know Blake mentioned it not on your episode, but a, another one he was on. He just said, "Look, I'm I'm only doing a couple deals like this a year, and when I do it, I want to be really hands on, and it's stuff that I care about." So, I'm sure that any of the sharks would have been a great addition, and you're glad you got a deal. But do you think maybe this was the right person at the right time for you? Yeah. So, um, so Blake has made it um, pretty clear that he does not want to be involved in the business. Um, you know, for one reason or another. So uh, that's not private information. And he's made that pretty clear. Um, So the deal that we did on the show is not the deal that we ended up doing. And that's often the case in in Shark Tank. Um, We did a deal with Blake um, for 1% in our our company. Okay. Um, That allows us to use the ad scene on Shark Tank. Um, It allows us to do many different things. And we don't want to make him out to be a bad guy. He's definitely set us up with some great connections. Yeah, no, no. He's uh, he's, he's busy. And, you know, he had the shoe company. He has a, an excellent company called Made For. It's all about well-being and uh, mental health and so forth. So he's busy doing some other things. And maybe a pink cup and, and muffin bagel donut holders is not, um, you know, what he wants to be spending his time on. And we, hey, and that's all right. That happens. That's business. We. Um, we struck a deal. We we inked a deal and finalized the deal at one percent. We're um, excited about that. Yeah, and excited about it. And um, he was nice and put some money in Carson's college education fund. Um, so <clears throat> he's a phenomenal guy and a really nice guy. Um, but we're looking at other investors to help bring this to the next level. So you at the time of airing, the muffin bagel donut um, containers were 5% of the business. Has that changed at all? And how much of a priority are those products? Yeah, so that's definitely changed. Since the show, we uh, did a complete redesign on our website. And we put the muffin bagel donut fresh on our touch-up cup website. And so it's gotten a lot, of, a lot more traction through that. And I'd say they're about probably 20% of our sales right now. We do a great deal of selling the muffin bagel and donut fresh because it really, the publicity of Shark Tank got that idea out there and really helped to get that product started from where we wanted. Yeah, they're, uh, they're taking off. I mean, we, we, we honestly think that they have a great future, Um, you know, similar to the private label deal that we've done with Frog Tape. um, Frog Tape's 
bringing us to, they've already brought us to my, all Meyer locations. They're bringing us to Ace uh, Hardware. They're in talks with others. Um, similar to that, we're looking to do private label deals with the muffin, bagel, and donut. You guys ever been to Costco? Um, the, the muffins, you know, Sam's Costco, that they sell millions and millions and millions. We think it's a great fit there to put their branding on it. Um, the, uh, the franchises out there, the Dunkin' Donuts of the world, the Tim Hortons, the Krispy Kreme, you know, you go buy a dozen donuts, right? And that's why he invented this. I'd go buy a dozen donuts and we wouldn't eat all of them. We'd like to eat all of them, but we didn't eat all of them. <laughs> and next morning in the, in the cardboard container, you go, you're excited, right? You're going to go get a donut and it's hard as a rock. Yeah. The donut was hard. The frosting would sweat. The moisture would evaporate out of it. It just, it wasn't the product that we had the day before. It wasn't the donut that we had, the, the muffin bagel or donut that we had the day before. And so that's really where the, the invention, the necessity of the product came from. And let, just again, we looked out there on the market for a product to store muffin bagels and donuts. There's nothing out there. There was nothing out there, but now there is. And so we're I'm going to ask a dumb question. Is it possible that the market for the uh, donut muffin bagel fresh product is larger than uh, touch up cup? You know, we've been talking about that. Um, we think they're both huge. All right. So, you know, hardware, um, there are, you know, how many Walmart stores out there? How many Lowe's? How many uh, Home Depot? Ace, Oracle, Do It Best. Um, same thing with the muffin bagel donut. Every single, um, every single grocery store out there in the bakery sells loose muffins, bagels, and donuts, right? You got to go buy them. You put them in a plastic container or a paper container, bring it home. What are you going to put it in? These things are microwave, dishwasher safe, and freezer safe. Um, I, I really think that the private label on these, I mean, you walk into a Tim Hortons, right? What do they have right by the cash register? They have coffee, they have mugs, they have t-shirts, Dunkin' Donuts, you know, sell one of these for $9.99 um, to keep your muffins, bagels, or donuts fresh for three or three to five more days. I think it, I think the market's huge. And I'm just envisioning like Dunkin' Donuts. There's just an orange one with the Dunkin' Donuts logo sitting right there, right? That's white. Yeah, label. So and you put it home, right? And you set it on your counter. And for the next three, four, five days, what are you looking at? Dunkin' Donuts branding, yeah. right? Or Tim Hortons branding or Costco branding. I mean, it's it's a phenomenal way to get their name in front of the customer for longer. Well, and you you doubled their purchase instead of spending ten bucks, they spend twenty bucks. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, Carson, are you going to go to college after you graduate high school? What's the what's the <laughs> game plan here? Yeah. So after I graduate high school, I plan to continue working with my dad on the business, but we've kind of agreed that it's non negotiable. I have to go to college. That's uh, what he said and what my, both of my parents said. And so I'll look into different career paths. I'll probably go into some sort of entrepreneurial business school and then continue on biz businesses and this business from there. Yeah, he, he's involved in a lot of things. He loves uh, real estate. He loves cars, right? He's 15 and a half. He'll be uh, driving here in uh, about six months. And, um, you know, we're looking at cars and so forth. We... We flip cars as well. He'll go find them. He'll, uh, you know, find a good deal. Um, he'll come to me with the Kelly Blue Book value and, you know, find them lower than that. And uh, we flipped a bunch of cars so we far. We flipped about 11 so far. So it's going well. 
yeah. little bit of a side hustle. <laughs> I love it. Oh, that's great. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. But uh, real quick, I think college um, gives you more than just the book uh, learning, right? We, he has two sisters, two, my daughters, my wife and I, we have two daughters that are in college right now. And the uh, just the social aspect of it, maybe not during uh, COVID, but typically, I, I just think it's a great environment. You learn so much about life and living with other people and, you know, clubs and um, doing good in the community. Um, so I, that's why I'd like him to go to college. It's not for everybody. So we'll see. Um, but no, life is, um, it's short, um, but he needs to experience a lot of different experiences. So I, I think he'll be going to college. Carson, the best advice I got right before I left for my freshman year of college was do not let the classes get in the way of your real education. <laughs> and it was, and, and just like your dad just said, I mean, it was all the other stuff. It was the student organizations. It was the leadership roles. It was the friendships. And so those four years, you know, you'll grow up significantly as a person. Are you going to learn a lot in your business classes? No, you're not. I mean, I didn't, and you're a lot smarter than me. So you're really advanced beyond that. But you know, you get the education, you, you learn all that stuff outside the classroom and, you know, you'll, you'll keep building and running businesses. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. That's good advice. So let me, let me ask you this. What do the next 12 months look like for the businesses? You know, are you focused on getting the containers into retail or white labeling them? Are you really focused on the touch up cup, um, you know, distribution in these stores? Where, where are you focused as entrepreneurs? Yeah, so uh, we're really focused. So we're doing great online. We're doing great on Amazon on our own website. And we're just, I have our Shopify live analytics on another computer over here. So it's clear to see we're doing well online. So I'd say one of our biggest focuses is trying to get into major retail. We've had multiple uh, buyer meetings uh, via Zoom, obviously, because of the coronavirus. But we've had multiple buyer meetings over the last three, four months. And we think all of them have really liked the product and entertained, the, entertained our ideas. And so we want to go into major retail and get our products to sell better, get them out to the world. So that's probably what we're going to be focusing on over the next 12 months. Yeah, Carson, Carson nailed it. I mean, we, we had a pretty good um, run before the show, but since then, um, we're talking to buyers from everywhere and they've all seen the show. They've all seen it. Um, the, the YouTube videos has had like 2.5 million views on it already. And the night of the show, I think there were like 5 million viewers. It's, it's already been replayed. Um, so, yeah, it, it's um, a little slow, slower than we thought um, getting into some of the retail. Um, but we're, we haven't received a no yet. So it's, it's going to be a good year. As you guys look at the past few years and this journey for you, for the entrepreneurs that are listening to this, what can they learn from each of you individually? What can they learn about your partnership collectively? Yeah, um, I would say Carson and I were talking about this the other day. It seems like you take two steps forward and, and one step back. You take two steps forward and one step. There's always something that something or someone um, that's trying to bring you down. Right. Um, you got to look past that. Um, so keep going is is my you know what I keep telling Carson. 
don't listen to the folks out there that have the comments. Really, one thing that we did not um, even think about before going into the, the tank was social media, right? Um, I didn't even know it was going to be on YouTube. Um, but if you go to YouTube and you look at the comments, I'd say 95, 98% are very positive. Hey, you guys did a great job. But then you've got a very small portion of the population that um, wants to bring you down um, for whatever reason. This might be a, a kid behind a computer. It might be an adult behind a computer. Uh, but those are the things that we talk about on a daily basis that we don't listen to that stuff. Yeah. Uh, and what I would say is that if people try to bring you down, there's a reason that it's your product and your idea, the business that you're trying to run and not theirs. Not everyone's going to agree with a business that you start. And that's why it's yours. You got to adapt and overcome and find the people that do agree with what you're trying to put out there. Well, and Carson, those people have their own issues that they're dealing with and they're taking it out on other people. So you can't, you can't take it personally. It's, it's a, it's a them issue, not a you issue. You guys have a phenomenal business. You're great people. You're, you're doing a fantastic job there. There is nothing negative here to say. So that's a them problem, not a you problem. Absolutely. That's a good way to put it. Thank you. Well, you know, as we wrap up, uh, we want to know where is the best place for someone to buy your products and then how can they follow this awesome journey on social media? Yeah, so probably the best place to find our products right now is on our website, www.touchupcup.com, as well as we have the muffinbeglandonutfresh.coms as well uh, and websites. But you can find us on Amazon. You can find us on the Gromit and house.com. But here in April, we'll be in some Walmart stores and we're getting into Lowe's stores. And so you'll be able to find us there. And to follow our journey, we have an Instagram page, just touch up cup is our handle. And then we have a Facebook as well as a Twitter account. And so you can follow our journey on all three of those platforms. And we both have LinkedIn. So that's a great way to connect with us as well. Yeah, I think in the next uh, couple of months, <clears throat> some major changes are going to take place in this company um, as far as some, uh, some folks coming on board. It's amazing the amount of people that have reached out to Carson ever since the show. He's done um, talks to university uh, business classes, to high school business classes. Um, he even went into his own um, high school and, and gave a, um, a speech to the business class there. Um, the, the, the folks that uh, want to partner with Carson are um, some of the most well-known people, young people in America. Um, so it's, it's exciting that these guys want to partner with him. They want to mentor him. Partner with us. Well, yeah. <laughs> he, like I said, I'm known as Carson's dad. They, uh, they see the potential <laughs> in this young man right here. And so do I. So, it's exciting. And so maybe the next time we need, we need to do a follow-up here in maybe six months or something, but. Um, I'd love to. You, you've got my curiosity peaked. I want to know who these really great, well, famous people are. Well, then I'm going to teach you how to set up Instagram and you're going to, you're going to, you're going to follow them. <laughs> yes. And you will find out soon enough. Okay. So I, I've got to tell you, uh, this has been, this has been great. You've solved two problems for me. I'm going to go out in my garage instantly. I'm going to order, and then I'm going to consolidate these big rusty paint cans, like six or yeah. seven of them, down into some touch-up cups. And I'm yes. never going to have a rock-hard Krispy Kreme donut again. 
Perfect. Hey, life is good. You just give us your address. We'll send you some. Yeah. Email us your address. We'd be happy to I want to be, I want to be a paying customer. I also want to tell you that, uh, Carson, you are uh, a fine young person, wise beyond your years. You're a great son. You're a great co-founder. And dad, you're a great father and a great co-founder. What, what, uh, you know, what a great, great thing to see. I just love this. Thank you. Yeah, we thank really you. appreciate that. Yeah, that's, um, uh, this whole journey has been amazing. I mean, when else can you spend, I don't know if you guys have kids, but when else can you spend 11 days in a 20 by 20 box with your, with your teenage son? Um, we had a lot of good conversations, a lot of good bonding, and we have a blast doing this. It's, it, it's, I recommend it to any, you know, father, mother, you know, kid uh, relationship. If they're interested in business, um, you know what? Hey, out of 10 ideas, one might just be good. You know, I mean, or all 10 might be good. But in my case, I've had a ton of, um, you know, inventions and none of them has done, done as good as Carson. So it just takes one idea and uh, putting some effort into it and believing in it and working together. Well, Carson, I have the opportunity to work with my mom in both of my businesses, and it's some of the coolest time I get to spend every day. So not that I need to tell you this, but cherish it and appreciate it. And I know your your dad does as well. Absolutely. All right. Yeah. You guys take care. Thank you so much for joining us. Nice talking hey, with you guys. Thank you, guys. We really appreciate it. Nice talking with you. Postgame. You ready? I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. This is where we pull out a few nuggets. These are uh, notes that we made, things that resonated with us. <clears throat> we learn so much from these. We say that every time, but we do. And I have just a couple of nuggets I'm going to give you. And I'll go first. How's that for a change? You always go first. <laughs> That's how we do things. We, we get, you know, we are like an old married couple, aren't we? We get set in our routines. <laughs> we spend a lot of time together. Uh, too much. You go first. Yeah, way too much. <laughs> Are you going to go on vacation this summer? I, I, please. Yes, I am. You promise? Will you pay? Yeah, <laughs> gladly. Yeah. Maybe I can get a, a free paid vacation. Where, visit. um, does Turks and Caicos have cell phone reception? We're going, actually, we're going to Cleveland. I, <laughs> that's actually not he, he a He tells joke. me, he said, block off uh, your calendar. You know, my wife and I, we're going to be going away for uh, a long weekend, you know, really nice, long overdue trip. I think he even put the words tropical in there. <laughs> so, hey, on Monday morning, I said, oh, where are you going? Cleveland. <laughs> oh, Okay. <laughs> I went to school in Ohio. I, Cleveland's great. I'll give you a few well, things to do. Obviously, just, obviously, we're going. We're rock and rollers, so we're going to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Museum. Uh, you'll have a great time. Which, which is probably the only thing to do in Cleveland, right? <laughs> Close. Yeah. Hopefully, we can find a great pizza joint. Yeah. Well, and if you want to stay longer, go for it. Yeah. I don't care. I have a good friend from Cleveland. I asked. Oh, him, of course you do. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know Jason. I asked Jason, "What should we do in Cleveland?" He goes, "Don't go." <laughs> at the end of the call he gives us some places to go and he goes oh did i mention don't go anyway post game is where we we kind of vet through some of our notes some of the notes that we took while we're sitting listening interviewing just soaking up the the wisdom of these folks and these great entrepreneurs that appeared on shark tank one of the things that that i made note on is is about understanding limitations and uh, of course carson you know 15 years old at a uh, time of taping. And uh, Father, uh, one of the concerns I think a couple of sharks had is who's running the business here and it, does anyone really have ownership of the business? So sometimes, Tom, we start a, 
a side gig and we have to understand that we can only do so much if it's not our primary gig. So I think age was a factor here. I think uh, Jason was very busy in, in his role, his primary uh, uh, career. So I think that understanding limitations, uh, if, you, if you have a side gig that eventually will become your primary gig, just give yourself a break, cut yourself a break, understand your limitations. Yeah. And um, I don't know if they knew that, um, I, I think this maybe snuck up on them, but 20% of their sales now are the, the donut, the muffin product, the bagel product. And I think that kind of snuck up on them just a little bit. Uh, but it's interesting to note how significant those products could become. And they're completely aware of that. Being aware of other products, other silos, other business within your business. Also, it's, well, it's, so, it's so tough because you know, we see entrepreneurs that lose focus and, you know, you just want to smack them upside the head and say, hey, focus on your core product. You also see entrepreneurs that are so focused and so tunnel vision that they miss out on really natural, smart ways to expand. And so there is no hard and fast rule here. I mean, you have to trust your gut. You have to ask smart people. You have to really give it thought. But there's times when you ignore all the noise and focus. And there's other times where something organically out of the blue or because of changing circumstances falls on your lap and it makes perfect sense to do that. And, and you better pick, I call it picking up your head, picking up your head and noticing what, what's right there in front of you. Yeah, so know when to expand or when to create new products or revenue streams and when not to. But you have to have the right judgment. It isn't an always do it or never do it. There's two other things I, I uh, made note of, and, and one, Tom, was that they're extremely focused on what will move the needle for them, which is a major, major push into retail. Uh, oftentimes, we, we ask an entrepreneur, what's, what is that one thing, or maybe a second thing, but what is that primary thing that if you do that, if you accomplish that, or really move the needle for your business? And sometimes an entrepreneur will know, sometimes they won't. They were very, very focused on the direction for the future, which was a major uh, retail distribution push. So very clear on that, which I thought was cool. And then the last thing is that, uh, and again, maybe this goes with um, understanding limitations and setting the right expectations, but they talked about getting past the resistance. And in every uh, entrepreneurial endeavor, there will be major resistance. We have days in, in the life of an entrepreneur, it's like this roller coaster, the emotions. We have days where everything's looking and feeling pretty good, but at the end of the day, we get hit by something. Yeah. And it feels like resistance. It feels like the universe is screwing with us and, and trying to beat us down. So I think that every entrepreneur should be very, very aware that if you're trying to do something great, uh, there will be resistance. Yeah. You know, there there will be a little devil trying to stop you, whispering in your ear, you can't do this, Tom, you're not good enough. I know you take yeah, the devil, an attorney. And <laughs> Could be, or the same. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I know you take fuel from this. I know earlier in your career when people told you you couldn't do something, it just pissed you off. It did. <laughs> and I, and I've, I've said many times, and, and I shared it in our, our book, you know, I uh, I used a lot of negative things to um, 
channel energy and I really focused on proving people wrong. Is that healthy? Probably not, but it worked, (laughs) you know? And a couple things on that theme, you know, I wrote down, um, it was said, always something or someone trying to bring you down. And it can be people, it can be competitors, it can be people you thought were allies. It can, I mean, there's customers, I mean, right? Angry people, there's just so many forces as an entrepreneur that feel like they're competing with you. Uh, Again, it can come from a wide range of of things. Um, You know, I love the fact that Shark Tank has inspired so many entrepreneurs that are children. I love like the, the, the fact that, you know, it is the top family show that's watched on network television. And I just think that is so cool. Um, you know, there was a discussion around outsourcing the right stuff. I, you know, I, I got to tell you, you know, there are so many ways to grow your business that don't involve hiring people. You know, you can have a great outsourced marketing person, outsourced technical person, outsourced financial person. And so sometimes the right people aren't employees, but rather they're organizations or individuals that you're using on a fixed fractional basis to help you scale your business. And so you can have access to really smart people that you could never afford to hire or wouldn't want to work for you, but you can get a fractional piece of them. So they found the right partners without saying, oh, the only way to grow this business is we have to hire a bunch of people. And to hire a bunch of people, we have to borrow a bunch of money. They've they've been able to scale <laughs> with you know yeah. someone with a full-time job and someone that's still in school because they found the right partners. So there's no reason why you can't do that in your business as well. And it's changing rapidly. Think about how much business has changed just over the last year or two. I think as we get in the future, we'll see less brick and mortar businesses with big footprints of space. They'll have much less space, more efficient space. And 50 employees, 50 W-2 employees will become 15 with outsourcing. So I think the physical footprint uh, and the investment we make in physical space will change because more employees can work and are working remote. And I think we'll learn to outsource and be more effective so that we carry less employees on the payroll. See, aren't you glad you learned how to use a computer last year? Yeah, it was. Uh, I still type with only two fingers, though. That's true. This was a fun episode. Uh, As always, we appreciate you listening to Outside the Tank. If you are an entrepreneur, um, which I know many of you are, and you want to scale your business faster, and you want to be around like-minded, pure entrepreneurs, check out growth10.com. That is the business that Joe and I run, Growth 10. We put entrepreneurs into tribes that are all helping each other's business. It's all virtual. You can be anywhere in the country. You get to meet so many cool entrepreneurs. You get to scale faster, trade great ideas. We have a bunch of online education, monthly speakers. So again, if you want to scale your business faster, I'm telling you, you know, Growth 10 will help you do that. We'd be thrilled to have you in the community. So, uh, and always, if you have any questions for Joe and I, we are here. We are either on Zoom calls or on email basically most of the hours. Or I'm sleeping on that comfy chair in there. Yeah. That happens for a few minutes every day. Yeah, he drips <laughs> off in the afternoons in our office sometimes. Uh, and I nudge him and hey, we, wake get, up, we get him on. Yeah. We, we nudge him and we get him on the next uh, Zoom call. In fact, sometimes when I wake him up, he just starts 
sharing his bio. Hey, thanks for on a call. But uh, no, we're, we're always here to help you. Tom at growth10.com, Joe at growth10.com. We mean that. Uh, we're happy to kick around ideas about your business, take a look at what you're up to. We have so many resources that we can share with you. Um, we're, this is what we do. We the love power of the community. That's exactly right. So we are here as part of your community. Thank you for listening. We will catch you on an all new episode of Outside the Tank next week. Thank you so much.